Hello everyone, I am Mariah Parsons, I'm your host. If you are new to Learn to Listen, welcome, and if you are a regular listener, thank you. Learn to Listen is a mental health and wellness podcast designed to encourage vulnerability in storytelling and to empower through empathy. If you like the show, please, please, please go subscribe on your favorite listening platform. I also have built out our social media. Um, So we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, the whole, you know, every channel, omni-channel experience, wherever you like to find your content best, it's there for you. Hello everyone, Mariah here. I am just popping in to say that these next two episodes are going to be a little bit different from our normal episodes because I was interviewing uh, both of our guests for these next two episodes um, as part of a different project, actually. So a little bit of background, I was on a nonprofit consulting project uh, for Momentum Indie, which they uh, put, they through IU Health, uh, put one of the biggest cycling races in Indianapolis, um, they, they host it. And so I was working with the Zip podcast and Momentum Indie team to guest host or guest interview um, both Mario and Olivia on their podcast. And it was such a great conversation that I said to myself, you know what, I also want to have these conversations living on my podcast platform. So I asked everyone involved, they all said go for it. And so here are... Um, the next few episodes, you're going to hear a lot of focus around cycling because that is what the Zip podcast is centered around. But I will also think there are a lot of takeaways about community engagement, the DEI space, and finding your passion uh, in these interviews. So I really hope you enjoy. This first one is going to be with Mario Lievel. He currently resides in Evansville, Indiana, and has been cycling since 2020. He is a sales representative at Stryker Surgical Technologies and is the former membership chairman and current VP of Evansville Bicycle Club. Hello everyone, I'm Mariah Parsons and I am joining on as a guest host for the Zip Podcast. And today we are joined by Mario. Welcome. I'm so happy to be here interviewing you. Um, You can say hi first and then we'll dive right into questions. Thank you. I'm so glad to be a part of this podcast and glad to meet you. And uh, I'm excited. Very excited. Yes. Yeah. And so to my understanding, you know, Zip, they are a cyclist first. They usually like speak about technologies and everything, but this episode we're going to veer a little bit away from the more technical side of things and have you talk about your story and cycling in general, Momentum Indy, uh, the major Taylor ride. And so can you tell us about when you first started cycling, um, really like what got you into the sport? Um, what made you passionate about it? Yeah, for me, I always think about, because I get that question a lot, like, how'd you get into cycling? Mm-hmm. And I really feel like it's kind of a, a two-part question. I feel like, you know, riding a bicycle is one thing and then cycling is another thing. For sure, um, yeah. So, you know, I, I got started riding a bicycle because I wanted to lose weight. So mm-hmm. in about 2018, I was really, you know, trying to lose weight. I was around 459 pounds. Um, so I was, you know, that was kind of one of the things I wanted to do. And I was walking, running and um, sought the, uh, you know, advice of some doctors. And they told me I should start trying to ride a bicycle mm-hmm. um, just because it would be better on my knees and my back. And I was having some back problems with walking. So I reached out to my local bicycle shop, uh, Shellers, 
uh, fitness in Evansville. And I was like, hey, you know, you guys have a bike that can hold me? You know, and I was, you know, was kind of like, I didn't even know, you know, I'm like, I just, you know, in my mind, I can't, you have a bike that can hold me. And so, yeah, we, we, we definitely can, you know, let's do some little research. And so they got a bicycle and I started riding it. And, you know, I was a territory sales manager at the time. So I traveled a lot and I would take my bicycle with me and I loved wow. it. You know, I was like, man, it was a great way for me to get outside. And just, it was just kind of like me in a long time with God. And, and I could just be out there in the nature. I loved it. I got into cycling in 2020. So, um, when the pandemic happened and everything kind of shut down, they shut down the gyms, you know, I still wanted to be, you know, active. I still wanted to kind of work on my fitness. And so I, you know, I was on Facebook and I was looking for, you know, bicycling groups and I came across Evansville Bicycle Club. Mm. I was like, oh, what's this? You know, I'm, you know, what, what's going on with this? And so I, I kind of joined the group and I was seeing, you know, cyclists on there and um, I kind of introduced myself and another guy, uh, Clifton uh, Clippinger, He's, he, he cycled in the past, but wanted to kind of get back into it. And so we decided to meet and, you know, uh, we kind of went out on the trail. And I, I, at that time, you know, I was going 13, 14 miles an hour. You know, I felt like pretty good. And, you know, he was riding with me. And I remember he was riding and his legs were going like a thousand miles a minute. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what's he doing? He's working hard over there. And I'm just kind of, like, I'm a smasher at that point. I'm just a grinder. I'm just smashing. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, I can stay with him. You know, I was going on a flat, but anytime we got to any little bit of a hill, he would just zoom right up and he's I'm like, what is that? I, I want some of that right there, you know? Right. And so he began to talk to me about cadence and shifting gears. And I'm a type of an all in person. And so I just, I'm like YouTube. Yeah. I find GCN. I'm start watching all these YouTube videos and I'm like all about like cycling. I'm trying to ask all these questions. And so that's kind of how I got into it, how I was introduced to it. And you know, I think it's kind of one of those things that once you get in, you know, it's, it's, there's no turning back, you know. Um, so I, I really enjoyed um, cycling. I got really involved with the Evansville Bicycle Club. Um, I became membership uh, chairman um, in 2020, 2021. And then this year I was voted um, for uh, vice president of our local bicycle club. So. Oh, awesome. Okay. Do you think that like, cause I can hear the passion in your voice, right. When you're talking about cycling which I, which I love. Right. And I'm not a cyclist myself, but, um, I was a rower for eight years. And so I definitely understand the, like, kind of, you just get hooked on it and then you're like, oh, I really want to just learn more. And like all the, everything from the technical side to, um, you know, like setting goals for yourself. And so do you think that like new element of learning, helped with that passion of like, I forget the name of the person that you had mentioned in the Evansville bike club. Clifton. Yep. Okay. Clifton. Yeah. So him kind of like bring you in showing you like, Oh, what he could do. And then like, you were kind of like, Oh, I want to do that too. So I, I, you know, I'm always about Mm self-improvement and setting goals and, uh, you know, trying to do whatever you can to reach those goals. And, you know, that was a part of it, like, you know, learning, but for me, you know, the thing I really like just kind of drew me to it because cycling is about you versus you. Yeah. It, it, you know, no one can ride the bike for you. No one can pedal for you. It's it's really you versus you. Are you better than you were, you were yesterday? And that's what really kind of like drove me to like, man, I want to be better. You know, I'm always like, I want to be better. I want to be better than Mario yesterday, Mario last year, Mario three weeks ago. I want to always want to be better. And so cycling, you know, I had that drive to always try to be the best of what I do, not the best person in the room. Um, I always want to be the best version of that I am. I want to be best Mario. So 
um, that really just kind of drew me. And I, when I ride with other guys and people and I would, you know, pick up on things and um, they would show me things and I, I would just add that to my arsenal and try to become the best cyclist I can be. Now, I know I don't look like the typical cyclist. Every time I'm, I oh, go please. out to somewhere and I'm <laughs> to different races, I'm like the big guy. You know, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big guy, but, and I feel like, oh man, but then they see me ride like, oh man, he is a cyclist. Um, for me, that, that's kind of one of the things that really, you know, just drove me to it. Just always try to be the best person that I can be, the best cyclist I can be. And I tell everyone all the time, cyclist is for anybody, but not, may, but may not be for everybody. Mm-hmm. Anybody can ride a bike. Anybody can be become a cyclist if you want to. But there's certain things that you may not love, like I love. You may not enjoy. It. You know, there's, I mean, you're, you say you're a roar. You love, you probably love it. You know, you're passionate about it. I've been on a road machine. <laughs> I'm pretty good. Man. I'm, I'm okay. Give me on the bicycle. It's you know, something. I, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, something. Some people are really passionate about running. You know, I, you know, hey, I, I've done a half marathon before. I have at it. I love bicycling. So I believe cycling is for everybody, but I mean, for anybody, but not be, may, but may not be for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely love that. And, um, I think that point that I just want to highlight this, like you saying, you're like, Oh, I might not like be the typical cyclist or like look like the rest, but you're still wonderful at your craft. Like, I love that. And I think that really speaks to momentum indie and, um, the major Taylor ride of just like trying to bring in the community, like kind of wiping away some of that, like, Oh, you have to be like this or dedicate all of your time and energy to this. Like you can have multiple identities, but we'll get into that later. I just wanted to call it out. I think that was really special. Um, and so if you had to kind of pinpoint why cycling is, has become an important aspect in your life, what would you say? Would you say it's because like you're, it's a mechanism or a catalyst for like developing your best version of yourself or, or where would you, how would you answer that? Um, yeah. You know, there's certain, there's certain things that you learn when you be, when you're a cyclist or you're trying to become a cyclist, but I feel like you can take in um, every aspect of your life. So again, like I said, I'm always about self-improving, self-improving and how can I be a better person and cycling drives that you know, out of me. It, 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 encourages, it encourages me to do that. I think every cyclist can, can, can relate to a point where you're on a ride and your body's saying, I'm done. And you say, <laughs> shut up, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm finishing. Or your mind mentally, you're like, I just, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, you're mentally, you don't want to do it, but you do it anyway. And we all can relate to there's things in our life, whether it's a professional career, career whether it's your home life, there's things that you just don't want to do, but you you do it anyway. And I tell you, if you want to be successful, get good at doing the things that you don't want to do, because mm-hmm. people who are successful always do the things that they don't want to do and do the things that other people don't want to do. And cycling, that's what that, I mean, again, you know, to become a cyclist, you have to sacrifice things. You have to sacrifice your time. You have to sacrifice, you have to make it a priority. It's not something you can like, I'm going to do it this week, but I'm going to lay it down. You know, it's like starting over all the time. So, you know, those things right there that, that I, that I learned that really are important to me, um, that makes me become a better person, you know, that's kind of like why I love cycling. It's nothing like getting up five o'clock in the morning getting on your bike, everyone to sleep, you're watching the city come alive, you're seeing the sunrise, and you're out there, you've been put in 20, 25 miles, and people are just waking up, they ain't even had a coffee yet, and you're like, hey, I'm already at it, let's go, let's go, you know, 
So, I mean, that's kind of one of the things that, I, that just kind of draws me to it, why I keep on, you know, uh, want to be involved with cycling. And, and then also the community aspect of it, you know. Uh, yeah, I've, I've met so many people through cycling, you know, and so many things that we have that kind of can drive people apart and cause, you know, division. And um, But when you're riding your bike, it don't matter what color you are. It don't matter what you do for a living. It don't matter how much money you have. Again, none of that matters when you're riding that bike. Uh, no one can pedal for you. No one can do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. So those are the things that really I really love and enjoy. Uh, whether you're a CEO, CFO, whether you're a janitor, whether you're just a blue collar worker or you're a doctor, everyone rides the bike the same way on two wheels or, you know, they, they got to pedal. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. That's beautiful, Mario. Um, I actually, for another podcast, um, that I host, I, we had a, um, cyclist on there as well. And he was saying how it's like very common practice, just like, Oh, after a ride or something like you'll go get coffee and kind of get to know the rest of the cyclists and, mm -hmm. um, you know, have like more of that relationship bonding. And so I think that's, that's really what like connects people. Right. I think that's why when you're in those moments where your body is like, I don't want to do this or mentally you're like, getting up at 5am, right. Um, when you're speaking, it, it, it definitely resonated with me. And I agree in that the things that you, if you do the things that you don't want to do, or you stay consistent with something that is difficult, like working out, um, whatever that look like, looks like for you, whether it's cycling or not. Um, I definitely think there is a lot of like reward and internal motivation that comes from that. And you had mentioned, professionally, like whether it's professionally or emotionally or a personal reason that you like set these goals for yourself and that you keep yourself consistent, um, that's important. And so you are a sales rep for striker, which is like typical, you know, like very business. Um, you're like in the thick of it, right? Like sales is definitely a daunting task. I'm in marketing. And so I, I work very closely with sales. Um, I know what that sometimes takes and you have to have a good headspace to be there. And so do you think like the balance of cycling and your profession, how do you see them kind of like relate to each other? How do they help each other ebb and flow? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. You know, with me again, you know, with cycling, it's, it's a place where it is a great stress reliever. You mm -hmm. know, for me, it, it's, you know, it, it's a place that I can kind of get grounded. I can um, clear my mind. You know, for me, I am a religious person. And so like when I get on my bike, sometimes it's just me and God and I can I can talk to him. I can pray. I can you know, it, it's kind of like my center point for me. And that helps me throughout the day. I am a I'm an early morning rider. You know, uh, I, I call myself a fair, a fair weather rider. Um, <laughs> but I like to get up early in the morning before it gets hot. You know, so me, you know, getting up 435, getting out there riding. That's like my my time. Um, it works best for me. I'm, I'm the freshest there. Uh, but, you know when it comes to sales, especially, you know, working with Striker, it's such a busy schedule. And sometimes, you know, I'm early morning, I'm going to cases. Sometimes cases can work long. Sometimes I can get, you know, 15, 16 hour days. Um, but it, it, like anything, I learned that you make time for what's important to you. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, and people always say, I don't have, I wish I had the time. I wish I had the time. Or I, I you know, I wish I could, you know, I, if I had the money, I would do this. Well, people spend money on what's important to them. You spend your time on what's important to you. So for me, cycling is important to me because, 
you know, it, it's one is way better for my health. Um, it helps me get in shape, helps me stay in shape. And as a sales rep, you know, if you if you feel if you feel good, you know, you'll look good. You know, if you look good, you feel good, you'll sell good. Those go hand in hand. So um, you have to have, you know, uh, self-confidence to be a sales rep. Um, so in, in, in all part of that, I tell people all the time, I've never seen a very great, successful, ugly sales rep. Um, <laughs> I, 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 you know, maybe they're out there, maybe, maybe they're maybe they're out there. But, you know, I think everyone who's very successful, that top tier, you know, sales rep, you know, they, they're they're handsome or they're beautiful. You know, they, they care about their parents. And, I, you know, so that's something that's really important with me. And I love just the community aspect of it. Um, you know, again, as a, as a striker sales rep, I have been riding with people and I, I'm talking to them and they're a doctor. I'm like, oh, man, I didn't know. I, I work for Stryker. And we're like, oh, you work for Stryker? Yeah. And so, you know, there's that common ground or I've walked into many offices and I see some type of cycling memorabilia there or a jersey. And then boom, we're like, we're talking shop for like 45 minutes before you even get to any type of, you know, salesman. So it's a great relationship builder mm-hmm. um, in, in the profession that I am. But it is finding that balance. You know, I'm not always the great, um, greatest at, you know, all like, yeah, I'm going out riding today. You know, there's sometimes like, man, I don't feel like, I don't feel like doing it, you know. But again, being that consistency, for finding that consistency um, is, it, it is ba- it is hard at times, but, you know, you just have to balance. I think there's highs and lows. There's, there's you know, times where you do really good at it and sometimes you don't do good at it. Yeah, I've kind of learned that life lesson in general is one of my professional mentors myself who kind of said like, just anything in life is going to ebb and flow. So like, I've, I've seen it myself with working out, right. Like staying consistent on, um, like doing something daily, just staying active and like the same way that sometimes motivation ebbs and flows in like a project that you're doing or something, you know, that you're working on, um, relationships too, like everything I've, you know, had to kind of learn myself too, is everything does naturally flow. You sometimes you're super, you're at that like peak of the mountain, right. You're like, Oh my gosh, this is great. Like how could I, I can't even remember what it looks like to be in a valley. Right. And then a month later you're in a valley and you're like, why is this so much harder now? And that's, that's, that's part of life. Right. And so you had mentioned the community aspect of it, which I love that you're able to bring in, um, that personal factor of like, Oh, like cycling, let's relate to each other, whatever, however, you're kind of using that, um, as a relationship builder. And we've touched upon it a couple of times, but the, uh, major Taylor ride here in Indianapolis. Um, so quick backstory for any listeners who don't know, or aren't from the Indianapolis area, Momentum Indy is hosting, um, the major Taylor ride. And it's an honor of Indianapolis native African-American world champion cyclist and uh, Marshall Taylor, um, affectionately known as major Taylor. And, you know, people, a big thing of this ride is that people from all over the community, like no matter the age, um, no matter the level of their ability or their skill set, they're welcome. They're invited to ride along with, you know, some of the best cyclists, right? And so um, you participated in the Major Taylor ride last year. Can you tell us like a little bit more about that? Um, like what it meant to you, kind of just the experience as a whole? Being, you know, fairly new in, in the cycling set, I've only, 
who's been a cyclist for like the last couple of years. I didn't really know who Major Taylor was mm-hmm. um, until I started cycling. I didn't even know about this cycling community that's out there until I kind of got involved in it. So right. um, when I once I, I found out about uh, Major Taylor, um, I was actually on the East Coast and I was able to go to Worcester, Worcester I think it's called. Um, um, and I, they had like a, a statue or a monument that they were building out there in front of the library. So I was able to travel there and get pictures of that and see that. Cool. And then, um, you know, actually doing my research, found out, you know, he was born in Indianapolis. I'm like, oh, man. And they had a velodrome. I'm like, I've lived in India all my life. I never even knew how many times I've drawn through driven through um, Indianapolis and never seen this, never knew anything about it. And so when I heard about the Major Taylor Ride, I'm like, oh man, I gotta be a part of it. I wanna, I wanna go, I wanna see, I mean, you know, especially as an African-American man, I'm like, this is something that I wanna be a part of and learning about Major Taylor and learning about all the different Major Taylor clubs or, or, uh, throughout the United States. I just thought, man, this is something that I wanna be a part of and really see other like-minded cyclists. And so one of the pictures I sent over, um, it was me and CJ. And he's one of my good friends. Um, we actually, you know, we, we game a lot on, online. So he actually lives in Pennsylvania. And so, uh-huh. again, once I kind of started cycling, he cycled before. So once I kind of got into it, he got his bike out and he started cycling. So we kind of just, we would, you know, post our stuff on Strava and I would see his rides. He would see my rides. And and I told him about this, you know, Major Taylor event. And he he came down and came, or should say came over to um, Indiana and, and we rode that event together. And um, you know, it, it was a great event to see just hundreds and hundreds of riders coming all, like you said, all different sizes, shapes, different styles and abilities, being able to ride um, this major Taylor event. And, you know, me, I, I, not knowing about cycling, I didn't know about crit racing. And, you know, once I kind of got into cycling, CJ, he said, hey, man, you should check out Legion of L.A. I think that's someone you like. And when I seen Legion of L.A., I immediately became instant fanboy, 40 year old fanboy. I'm like, this, you know, this is it. This is, this is me, the swag, the, you know, I was, I, I just like fell in love. I was like, oh man, Legion of LA. I started following them and I knew that they were going to be up here this week, that weekend too, as well. I was like, I'm definitely going um, just, you know, to see them and uh, Justin and Corey Williams. And so, uh, you know, being a part of Major Taylor, it really just brings out awareness. I love events where there's hundreds or even thousands of cyclists riding together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here in Evansville, you know, we have our, our, our club and we do group rides. And you know, every once in a while, we get everyone kind of on the same page and you get, you know, 40, 50 cyclists together mm-hmm. and you go out and riding. And when you're on the road, people are honking, they're, they're waving, kids are waving, and you, you you look on social media, like, hey, I seen a bunch of these, you know, cyclists out there, and everyone, oh, man, it looks cool. Like, I mean, it looks cool when you see a pace line, and you see 40, 50 people, you're like, what is that? That's cool. Yeah. It's an um, organized effort, yeah, like, it's right, a whole right. squad, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole squad. So, again, with Major Taylor, and like, being able to be a part of any event that does rise like that, I think is great, and I want to be a part of it, because it brings awareness. Um, not only brings awareness to just the local community, but also to, you know, fellow African-Americans. Um, and, you know, I think we need more diversity, more inclusion when it comes to cycling. You don't have to be a 125 pound, small frame cyclist to, to become a cyclist. You know, you can be, you know, whatever size you are, you can you can start, you can ride and you can enjoy it. Yeah, no, I love that message. And I think it, it shines through with the momentum indie crew. I know what they're trying to do. They're really pushing that like this is, um, and this podcast is part of that initiative, right? Like, how do we get the word out there that it really is like anyone can come and like join, even if you aren't, 
you know, a like super professional cyclist, you're just getting into the sport, or even if you are like, you know, you've been cycling for years on years, right? Like it really is, um, it is, I think more of a unique event in that it's so community driven. Um, but I love that factor of bringing awareness to the community, to the people that are there, to the people who can join. Um, I think that's, that's so special. And I know that the, um, CEO of SRAM gave you a limited edition, um, chain to match your, your bike and it was a rainbow chain. So can you walk us through, you know, like how that went down the history of it, um, kind of just like, you know, the inside scoop on that story. Yeah. You know, I flew out to um, Sacramento for a uh, legion of LA's first race that they had into the lion's den. And again, I, I mean, last year I immediately came fanboy. So I like, they have a race. I'm flying. <laughs> I love out. That. I'm, I'm going like I'm, I'm out. So yeah. um, luckily my wife was like, go ahead and, you know, have your fun go, you know, you go do that. And so, um, and again, man, riding to California, you, you can't beat that. It was just amazing. So um, I, w- I was at the host hotel and I was staying there and I met a couple of people from SRAM and, um, you know, again, I'm so new and so green. They were like looking at my bike. I have a, a Trek Madonna SLR7 uh, Project One. So had a custom paint job on there and uh, they were looking at it and said, like, hey, I wanted you to meet someone, and, you know, and here's Ken. And I was like, I'm, I'm talking to him. He's, you know, asking about my bike and, you know, I'm telling him. And then he said, man, you know what would look great on that bike? And I'm like, you know, what's that? He's like a rainbow chain. I'm like, I know I want one. I've, I've tried to find, cause I've, you know, I've kind of got a lot of accessories on my bike, different, you know, decals on the wheels and, um, you know, bottle cages. And I even seen them, but they really only made them for mountain bikes. They didn't make them for road bikes. And he's like, well, it, it's a world championship, you know, chain only the world champions get them. I'm like, you're CEO. Like, you know, you can make this happen. Come on now. Don't, don't tease me. Come on, yeah. man. Let's make this happen. So, he had his people kind of get my information. He's like, I'm not making any promises. And it was funny because later that evening, there was a, uh, a media event and um, I was talking to him. He was there and um, he was saying, man, you know, my wife, I, I got to the room and my wife was like, you know, you should get that chain for that guy, you know? And I was like, oh, I got the wife, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's Team Mario, here we go, here we yeah. go. And, you know, um, it wasn't, you know, about two or three weeks afterwards, I got a box from SRAM and it was a, you know, nice letter from Ken. It had the chain on there, in there with the, you know, world champions and Mario um, and, you know, t-shirts and swag stuff in there. So I was very pleased. And very, I mean, such a down to earth guy, met, was able to meet, meet his wife and, um, you know, learn a little bit more about his story and how he's, you know, been really all over the world. Um, so, you know, that's the thing about cycling, you know, the common theme was, we like cycling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you had to tell me years ago, I'm talking to CEO Strand, like how, how, how does that even happen? Just the love of cycling. And I, I tell I've been in sales for like 13 years. And I tell you all the time, my dream job would be to work for a cycling company, travel the world at events, promote cycling, promote diversity, inclusion. And it's something I'm love and I'm passionate about. Um, uh, so that's kind of like the story behind that chain. I thought I even told him, I said, well, one day I'm gonna work for a cycle. I don't know what cycling company, but one day that's what I want to do because I'm so passionate about it. It brings me so much joy. And like you mentioned before, uh, you know, I didn't come to cycling until I was 38 or actually no, uh, 39. So 39 years, I never knew about the community. I never knew like how much fun this could be. And there's a lot of you out there, they just have no idea. And like I said before, cycling's for anybody, but may not be for everybody. And the people who don't know about it, 
it's I feel like it's my duty, my job to like, hey, you know, you should try this out. You know, you don't know what you're missing. You know, yeah. uh, when you talk about the, the struggles that people have mentally, mental health, I mean, cycling, you're out there, you gain mental toughness. You know, you, you it's it's uh, there's so many benefits to it. I just wish everyone could experience it. Yeah, I mean, you're you're convincing me. I'm like, maybe I need to hop on a bike, right? <laughs> it, yeah, that's that's special, and I love that you um, are so like that vision is so clear for you, um, and that like that would be such a dream because you love cycling so much, and I know um, that passion is coming through. And so, speaking to like that mental toughness, that mental fortitude, helping others find the cycling community, um, like ideally what kind of impact would you like to see, um, on the communities that you're a part of? Like if you could, if you could kind of, um, like give advice to anyone, um, what, what would that look like? You know, as far as the community and I, I may see this, you know, like in Evansville, Indiana, we have the Evansville Bicycle Club and there's, there's tons of different clubs. I'm pretty sure Indianapolis probably sees this too. A lot of times people join a club, uh, because of just the kind of location of where those people live at and it's easier to access kind of the group rides. You know, I ride with the group uh, TDBG, which is Tour de Bluegrass. It's a group of guys that we ride every morning, like 545, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And even though I'm, you know, vice president of Evansville Bicycle Club, I ride with those guys more just because of where I live at and where they live at. It's easier access. They like to ride in the mornings. I like to ride in the mornings. For sure. Um, but one thing I would like to see as far as this, the cycling community is I, I think every city should have a organization made up of all the different cycling clubs, uh, some type of board where once a month, like every club comes together for a ride. Um, cool. I, you know, again, instead of like, you know, and I'm just talking this kind of locally, like I, I have Evansville Bicycle Club. I know there's TDBG, I know there's a 515, there's Hoogas, there's all these different, there's SIT, Southern Indiana Triathlon team. There's all these different clubs that ride bikes. It would be nice to be able to get a committee where, you know, it's kind of sponsored by the city and which would promote something like, kind of like the Major Taylor Ride has, where all the clubs would come together and then they would promote if you just you don't have to be a, a, a cyclist to come to this ride. We're going to have a five mile route, a 12 mile route, a 30, a 60 mile route and and have it where it's in the city and visible where people can see all the sight on it. And that will promote just better health. It will promote, you know, cycling. It promote, you know, um, inclusion. It will promote, you know, just unity. That's something I would like to see more in the cycling community, community not just in Evansville or my city, but in every city. So I feel like every city has all these different clubs and, and which is great, but can all the clubs come together, you know, at least once a month or once a quarter to promote cycling as a whole. Um, if we want cities to invest in bike lanes and, and not just invest in bike lanes, but the maintenance of bike lanes, I think that's a big key factor right there is I see city, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna you know, have another bike lane. We're gonna do these bike lanes. So that bike lanes are great, but we have to make, um, advancement or, or, or just funding for how are we going to maintain those bike lanes? Because you can ride in a bike lane if it's cluttered with trees and nuts and, and boats and glass, it's not, it's not safe. So you yeah. see cyclists, they're riding in the road instead of the bike lane because the bike lane is filled with just debris and stuff. So again, if we had the cyclist community come together as a whole and they were meeting and they were being able to kind of advance those um, goals and thoughts, I think, I think would be better. Um, you know, the impact that I want to make is I just want to make sure that everyone knows cycling's for everyone. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, 
have gotten lots of messages and, and talked to tons of people that were inspired to ride bikes because, you know, they see me ride and I, and I post a lot and they want to be involved. And, uh, you know, again, that's, that's just kind of, you know, my personal goal is just to inspire people to ride, inspire people to be better than what they were before. You know, mm-hmm. and to me, that's what I think as a human race, that's what we should all strive to be, be better than what you were yesterday. I am a big Kobe Bryant fan, uh, mama mentality. He's one of, he was my favorite basketball player to see. I got a big Kobe poster. Oh, I there. see you it. Know, yep. Um, I got a Kobe Bryant mama mentality, but I, I, you know, mama mentality, that's, that is me. And, you know, mama, mama mentality is about enjoying the process. If you enjoy the process, you'll never reach the destination. So again, it's, it's always about, listen, I'm always going to strive to be better because if you always do that, you'll never reach your destination. And, and, and even the greatest and the most, you know, world renowned cyclists in the world, they always have something that they're trying to work on and be better at and be better at. And in joining the cycling community, it helps foster that and get you in that mind frame of, I want to be better than yesterday. And so if you're working on that area in cycling, it can bleed over into your professional career. I want to be a better sales rep than I was yesterday. I want to be a better father than I was yesterday. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better mother. I want to be a better, better daughter. I want to be a better friend. I want to be better than what I was yesterday. So when you get in that mindset, I want to be better than what I was yesterday, it bleeds over to every part of your life, every area in your life. And if every area in your life you're thinking about, I want to be better, I want to be better, and I'm going to do things to make me better. I can say I want to be a better cyclist all day long, but you know, if I'm not trying to eat better, if I'm not trying to learn how to maintain my cadence and learn how to my proper ride form, I, I got to work on those things. And just like if you want to be a better wife or a better husband or a better, you know, whatever career, a better, you know, in marketing, mm-hmm. you have to work on those things to do that. And that's what cycling kind of brings. It gets me in that mindset that to be better and don't be satisfied to where I'm at. Yeah, I love that. That's a beautiful note to end this on. Uh, Mario, thank you so much for coming today, talking to us, making the time, being so intentional with your words. Um, I know I've appreciated it during this whole interview. um, And I know our listeners are going to appreciate it as well. And I cannot wait for the actual um, major Taylor ride to happen. It's coming up in uh, just the end of August. So it's going to be here, I'm sure before we know it, but sincerely thank you from the bottom of my heart this has been awesome thank you for having me and i'm I'm excited to be here and i'm excited to be at the major taylor ride and um it's going to be great it's going to be great Yeah. yeah we hope if you're in indianapolis listeners we hope to see you there thank you all for listening and dedicating some of your time to listening to these conversations and being an external part of that conversation i hope you take away with each episode maybe some new perspectives and some ways to reflect about how what we talk about pertains to your life and your own interests and goals.